I would like us to be back in 1 Peter chapter 1 this morning. Turn there in your Bibles. Anthony will bring it up on the screen. Just these couple of verses really speak a powerful message to us. The last couple of weeks we've been in 1 Peter chapter 1, and essentially Peter is encouraging the believers in, in those verses, and we've, we've talked about that, and we've received that from the Lord. We've received encouragement from God. We need encouragement, amen? <laughs> we need to be encouraged by the Lord and, and know that uh, everything is going to be all right. Our lives are sealed in Christ Jesus, and we are in the hand of God as his sons and daughters. But as with all things with the Lord, he the Lord is comprehensive in his ministry and nature. It is full in its scope. So in verses 10 and 11 here in 1 Peter chapter 1, Peter's kind of switching gears and he's looking to enlighten the brethren, enlighten the brothers and sisters to God's truth and what he's saying to our lives. And we'll see three different kinds of uh, of people listed here in the text this morning. But let, let's read it before I get ahead of myself. First Peter chapter 1. So he's, he, he's encouraged them of the incredibleness uh, of the salvation that they have received through Jesus Christ. And then picking it up in verse 10, it says, and of, this, and of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. To them it was revealed that not to themselves, but to us, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. Let's just pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that your word would do a, a, a just incredible work in our hearts, oh God, would just do incredible surgery in our lives, speaking to our lives, Lord God, the nature of your truth and how we live under it, Lord God. I pray that you would do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Peter is looking to move from encouraging to enlightening, God is good, amen? <laughs> he wants to encourage you, and he wants to enlighten you. He wants to turn the light on in your, in your heart and your spirit so that his truth is truly the engine room of your life. His truth, what God says, is literally carrying you along and, and ministering to your life as you're moving through this point in history that you're moving through. So important with, with what we live in right now to not stare at the world. Don't stare at the world. Uh, and as I was preparing this message, people were saying this past week how the media was just kind of overwhelming them what they were seeing and, and what they were hearing. Can I, can I let God enlighten you through his truth this morning? Don't, 
Don't stare at the world. If you don't realize it already, okay, the media and all its forms, okay, is designed to keep you watching, okay, to keep you engaged with what is being broadcast, okay? It is engineered to grab your attention. And uh, this, the, let these scriptures minister to our hearts this morning. Don't stare at the world, okay? Look and search diligently. These verses that we read this morning said the prophets searched diligently into what God was saying to them. They were looking at that. <laughs> they were looking at that in their lives and, and in their world. They were looking at that. Don't stare at the world. Look and search diligently into what God is saying. Where is that? Right here, amen? It's in my Bible. <laughs> It's in my Bible. It's it's in my phone. If your if your Bible's on your phone, it's in the Word of God. Amen. Look there. Hebrews twelve two is emphatic. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, who is the Word. He's the champion who initiates and perfects our faith in the life we are living right now. We need to we need to grow in uh, in that lifestyle of living under the truth of God. And it is the engine room of what is bringing us along. This passage has three groups of people that we, that we notice in just a couple of verses here. Okay, we have the prophets who are looking and searching diligently into what God is telling them. And then we have what I call Holy Ghost ministers, okay? People who are preaching under the power of the Holy Spirit to people's lives who are saying yes to Jesus, who are saying yes to the salvation and the healing and deliverance that Jesus brings into every single one of our lives. And then the last group are the angels of heaven. Are the angels of heaven. If you notice, all three of these people groups of these persons and beings are living under the dominion of God's truth. I want you to get that this morning because that's the one point message we have this morning, okay? They are all living under the dominion of the truth of Jesus Christ. They are living under the dominion in their lives of what God is saying. That's what they're looking at. That's what they're looking at in their lives. That's what they're looking into. It says that the prophets inquired and searched diligently. Okay, there's strong language here in these verses. Okay, these, the, the language here points to the prophets that are, that are digging. They're, they're digging into what God is saying. Can I encourage you in the word this morning as your life in the word to dig into what God is saying? This is part of the process in, in growing in our relationship with Christ. So his truth is having dominion in over what we are doing. And he is guiding in that relationship of, uh, of living under the dominion of God's truth. The language here is, is like showing these prophets that are digging like miners, you know, literally like miners. They have to go through the dirt and then they have to, then they hit the rock and they have to burrow through the rock to get at the gold, to get at the ore, to get at what they're trying to get out of there. And that's kind of a little word picture of, of what we see the prophets doing here. They're searching diligently 
it says here, for what the Lord is telling them. And, and what is the Lord telling them? He's giving them this out in the Old Testament. He's giving them this outrageous plan of God to send Jesus into the world. Can I tell you that they're blown away by it? They're blown away by what God is telling them. And that's why they're searching diligently into the word because they, they want to know when is this going to be? When is this going to happen? Because they're looking around at the world they're living in at the time, and this is pretty good news to them, okay? The message that the Savior will come, and his name will be Wonderful, Counselor, Everlasting Father. He will be a, a king who comes and rules eternally over over all that he has created. The prophets dig in when they hear that message. And when they do that, look, look at what happens. God tells them. He tells them specifically in what they're searching for, that this message is not specifically for you. It's for you to share prophetically so that generations in the future will be the ones receiving the salvation that will come through Jesus Christ. Dig into the word of God. Dig in there. It will, it will help you. It will help, you know, draw the focus away from the world and, and all that's swirling around in your life. God answered the prophets. They knew the salvation they were being shown was for people in the future. How encouraging is that? How encouraging is that? That there is this amazing eternal life future that God is going to bring to the world. That he's going to bring to both the Jews and the Gentiles. That means everybody else who's not uh, Jewish in the world. That God is going to bring a salvation throughout the whole world. What an amazing word that they had for, for the world in the future. And that's for us. Amen? Your future is in the word. It's in the word, okay? What I see on my news feed is a lot of confusion. No one knows why. Are you catching these videos on YouTube? What's really happening in Israel, okay? What's really happening in Ukraine? Why are they asking those questions? Because confusion and every other thing abounds where the demonic operates and where, you know, where it is the wisdom of man is connected to it. It's just confusion and unanswered questions. Our future is so clear in what God is saying. And, and this morning, I would like you to just embrace the idea of just, just bringing your whole life under the dominion of that truth, under the, the authority of, of what God is saying to you through his word. Your future is in his word. Look there. That's why it says in Hebrews, keep your eyes on Jesus. He's the author and finisher of your faith. He's the beginning and the end of, of, of all of your life with the Lord and with him. The second group of people that is mentioned in the text this morning, I, I call them Holy Ghost ministers. The older I get, the more I'm like embracing these old timey terms <laughs> of ministry. You don't hear people calling the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost anymore, but for some reason, I just, I just like to. <laughs> in the old King James, it, in some spots, his Holy Ghost ministers, 
This Wednesday night, I had to drive the missionaries to Toronto so they could fly to Africa and uh, minister. And Anthony showed this video, uh, and the name of the video was called Israel's War is Your War. And the, the speaker was Carter Conlon, who's the overseer at Times Square Church, New York City. Tune into this message, okay? Tune into this message because it, it's a message that is <laughs> enlightens us from the word of God of what's happening, okay? What's happening in Israel right now, what's happening in the lives of believers, and what has brought us to this place. Um, Israel's war is your war, and it, it just it just starts out. And I, I just I mention this because the the points of it just point to ministry, Holy Ghost ministry. You know, Carter Conlon. I, I know this guy. <laughs> I know who he is. He lives under the dominion of the truth of what God says. Okay, what is spoken and preached and taught and all those things is prayed over till the Holy Spirit brings the message forward. I really encourage you to tune into this. But the whole part of the, one of the, just a couple highlights of the video is to lift our eyes higher than the media. Higher than the media, okay? To the rock that is higher than I, okay? I look to the hills from whence my help comes, okay? These are all scriptural references to looking higher than the media, looking to what the Lord is saying in his word, that we have victory, the, the victory of Christ and the church over the power of the devil, okay, is, is so tremendous, the kingdom of God has come. Jesus brought the kingdom of God. And the manifestation of his kingdom and his body is the church right now on planet Earth that needs to walk in victory and in power. It answers some questions. The world hates Israel because Israel gave us the Savior. He gave us the Savior. That's the reason. That's the reason for the animosity even in our own nation here. Israel gave us Jesus. Israel gave us the word and the prophets. So all the spirit of Antichrist that is in the world is against Israel right now. That, that's, that's just a tremendous message. I'm just giving you some high points of the video that we showed. That's a tremendous message from God, from a Holy Ghost minister who's living under the dominion of the truth is filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, able to bring an anointed word. That's the reason why there's so so much animosity against, against Israel. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't Israel, if Israel wasn't there. Can you say amen? We wouldn't be here because the seed of Christ is born to make known to the world the victory of the cross. That's the church, amen? That's you this morning. We are the seed of Christ. He was the firstborn of many. We are born again and bring the message of the victory of the cross to all the world and demonstrate the power over the enemy. Right now, this was like the most amazing point he had in the video at the end of the message. Right now, the, the church is the last standing witness on planet Earth. 
that that the enemy has no power over over what's happening. The church is the last standing witness of that fact, and that's why that's why the enemy rages, and and that's what the Bible says in this hour that we that we live in right now. By God's grace, we fight for every Jew and Gentile. Check out this video in its entirety. It's called Israel's War is Your War. Carter Conlon on YouTube. It's about 25 minutes. It'll, it'll bless you. Holy Ghost ministers, we need them all over. And I, we pray that, that leaders will continue to rise up in the day that we live in full of the Holy Spirit and be able to deliver a message from God that will help us, help us know which way to go will guide us and lead us every step of the way. The last, the last group in this, in this text that we have this morning is the angels. Is the angels. Uh, I think of that verse uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. <laughs> the angels of heaven, they, they are anxious. They are anxious to look and see what's happening in the church of Jesus Christ. As people rise up in the spirit of the Lord, as people rise up and are living under the dominion of the truth of what God says, this is something that angels desire to look into. It says from 1 Peter that we read this morning, witnesses to the life of faith that, that we have in Christ. Turning your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3 for a moment, because it, in Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 9, it, it's, it explains the church's position in the world right now. Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 9. I'll read verse 8 too. No one will be harmed. To me, who am less than the least of all saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by his church to principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Think of, think of that for a moment. Think of that for a moment in the world that we live in, where there's this raging spirit against Israel and against believers and the Lord and his, and his word, of course, and that the church rises up to make known the mystery and the wisdom of God in this world that we live in. I want to see it, amen? <laughs> I want to see it in the church. I want to see it in the church across our country, rising up to, to manifest the wisdom of God bringing Jesus into the world. The church is God's plan, amen? None of that has changed. None of that has changed. The church is God's plan. We need to get the truth in our heart and get right living in, in our heart. You know, literally, here it, here it is. <laughs> let, let these verses, we were encouraged for two weeks as we read the beginning of chapter 1 of 1 Peter, be enlightened. 
Be enlightened by what God wants to, wants to bring into our hearts today. Listen to this statement. It was, it was made by Andrew Murray. The acceptance of the truth of God was not merely a matter of intellectual assent or even strong emotions. It was a subjection of the life to the dominion of the truth of God. He's describing these three groups of people that we just read about in 1 Peter. He's describing their lives. It wasn't a, a gradual ascent in intellectual ability. You know, in second grade, you learned how to read and your intellect grew in the ability to, by ninth grade, you could do algebra and 10th grade, you could do geometry. Okay, it was with the Lord, it's not an intellectual ascent or even, or even a strong emotion. You know, like when you hear something that Jesus said and you're like, yeah, amen, amen. Listen, even the world even the world acknowledges that Jesus was a good teacher, okay? He's talking, about, he's talking about being under the word in such a way that it's having dominion in your life. The truth of God's word is having dominion in your life. What a, what a tremendous, tremendous statement. It, it's the subjection of our lives to the dominion of the truth of God. This is... This is what the Christian life was meant to be. Okay, Jesus died on the cross so we could live under the dominion of his truth and walk in the supernatural blessing of all of that. Think of the prophets being told by God about the salvation of Jesus Christ. They were like, whoa, whoa. So earnestly, they asked, when is that going to happen? What does that look like? How does that unfold? And God unfolded it all to them. They weren't in the dark at all. Matter of fact, they prophesied people who were in great darkness will see a great light. This is what, this is, this is what God opened up to them as they were earnestly searching and digging in the word of God because... They lived under the dominion of its truth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's always room to grow, isn't there? <laughs> There's always room to move spiritually in our lives. Let, let, let God's word from 1 Peter chapter 1 enlighten you this morning. <laughs> that there is a life under God's word that is more than just what I know, okay? Or, or what I feel in, in my emotions. It is, a, it is a whole life under, under his truth with, with, all, with all the blessing that is attached to that. Okay? Because when you're, when, you're when you're walking with God in that capacity, you're with the Lord. Amen? <laughs> okay? You're with the Lord. Okay? The Bible says that in, in, the, in that moment, your enemies become the enemies of the Lord. <laughs> okay? So... So there is complete victory in, in walking in that relationship with God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.